Hello, and welcome to The Daily Poem. I'm Heidi White, filling in for David Kern, and today is Wednesday, February 10th. It feels so good to be back on The Daily Poem. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Uh, Today, I'm going to read for you a poem by British poet, essayist, and novelist Edward Thomas. Uh, Thomas was born in 1878, and he died in 1917 when he was killed in action in World War I. And he's considered by many to be a war poet, though this is not quite accurate. He wrote nearly all of his poetry before the war. He was actually encouraged to write by Robert Frost himself, who really liked Thomas's poetry. Thomas only lived to see one of his collections of poetry published in his lifetime, although most of it was indeed published posthumously. And he's considered by contemporary critics to be a greatly influential poet of the modern period, that's capital M modern, although in his own lifetime uh, and in his own period, he wasn't widely studied, but now critics are seeing the connections that were uh, and the influence that he had from his poetry uh, manifested in modern poetry. And today's poem that I'm going to read for you is called Celandine, and this is how it goes. Thinking of her had saddened me at first until I saw the sun on the celandines lie redoubled, and she stood up like a flame, a living thing, not what before I nursed, the shadow I was growing to love almost, the phantom, not the creature with bright eye that I had thought never to see, once lost. She found the celandines of February always before us all. Her nature and name were like those flowers, and now immediately, for a short, swift eternity, back she came, beautiful, happy, simply, is when she wore her brightest bloom among the winter hues of all the world, and I was happy too, seeing the blossoms in the maiden who had seen them with me Februarys before, bending to them as in and out she trod and laughed, with locks sweeping the mossy sod. But this was a dream, the flowers were not true, until I stooped to pluck from the grass there one of five petals, and I smelt the juice which made me sigh, remembering she was no more, gone like a never-perfectly-recalled air. So, a celandine is a flower, a flower that blooms in early spring. It's a little yellow flower, uh, and I, I looked it up, of course, because I didn't know what a celandine was, and I was moved by the fact that it's an early spring flower that's being seen by the narrator of this poem in February. And I live in a wintry place. I live in Colorado and it's very dry and brown and cold here right now, just kind of miserable. And I imagine, uh, like the narrator, going for a walk outside or something and finding a patch of early spring celandines and I would be delighted by that. And the title of the poem is Celandine, which means that the flower itself is important to uh, the meaning. It's connected to the meaning of the poem. But the narrator doesn't describe joy. It describes sadness. The narrator describes how the sight of celandines brings up a memory. Uh, Indeed, he even uses a very uprising kind of verb here. He says, uh, she stood up like a flame. The idea is that he's looking at these these little yellow buttercup-like flowers and up from that patch arises this girl. Uh, And it 
the girl seems very, very real to him. And it's obviously an old love. And we're not sure how the girl was lost, but she is indeed lost, um, whether she's dead or whether she's only lost to him uh, through some kind of break in their relationship. Uh, But the flowers, these little tiny buttercup-like flaming flowers uh, from those flowers up arises this girl. And it seems to him to be more than a memory. He even describes in the first stanza how uh, this this girl coming up from the Celandines is different from the memories and the phantoms that he has nursed within himself, the shadow. It says that he was growing to love almost, even the memory of her he's deeply attached to. Uh, and then he describes this girl and her connection in his memory to Celandines and how she had always gathered them up, which gives us a little picture of her character. Perhaps she was a happy, merry girl uh, who loved to gather flowers in early spring. Uh, And then, of course, in that final stanza, the poem takes a turn, right? Beginning with this line, but this was a dream. The flowers were not true. So uh, there's, there's this contrast, this paradox here that happens, this shift in the poem going from a sad memory of a lost love, and yet she seems like a lovely girl, uh, to uh, not even the flowers were real. He was imagining the whole thing. Um, None of it, none of it was real. So then we have this interesting contemplation, not only of lost love um, and winter and spring, uh, but also of reality and perception. Uh, So it it ends up being a pretty complex poem, uh, all beginning with this sight of flowers that turns out to be just a dream. So here it is again, one more time, Celandine by Edward Thomas. Thinking of her had saddened me at first, until I saw the sun on the Celandines lie redoubled, and she stood up like a flame, a living thing, not what before I nursed, the shadow I was growing to love almost, the phantom, not the creature with bright eye that I had thought never to see, once lost. She found the Celandines of February always before us all. Her nature and name were like those flowers, and now, immediately, for a short Swift eternity, back she came, beautiful, happy, simply as when she wore her brightest bloom among the winter hues of all the world, and I was happy too, seeing the blossoms and the maiden who had seen them with me Februarys before, bending to them as in and out she trod and laughed, with locks sweeping the mossy sod. But this was a dream, the flowers were not true, until I stooped to pluck from the grass there one of five petals, and I smelt the juice which made me sigh, remembering she was no more, gone like a never-perfectly-recalled air. This has been The Daily Poem, and we'll be back tomorrow with another poem.